Add menu okay. options. Welcome to Orpini. This is Saratova Best. We are in the seven-part series preparing for Tarah Hadasha, or the seven-part series of Tarah Hadasha. Tarah Hadasha is a very revolutionary sicha that the Rebbe said in 5751, opening up the whole concept of um, the the level of the, the level of and the revelation of the Torah of Mashiach, a way deeper level than was ever revealed before. And there's room to say that in in the saying of the Sicha, the Rebbe didn't just describe what will be one day, but that began to open it up already and bring it into the world. So there's room to say that. And what we're going to do, though, for one or maybe two days before, is do Parshas Bamidbar, which is the Sicha leading up to it, to open that process up. Because essentially, we are now in these very precious days from Lagba Eimer to Shavuos to Matan Taira. And so every day is um, op- opening an up, up another piece and, of, of Taira, making us Kalim vessels for this new revelation that we're going to have on Shavuos, because clearly, since every Shavuos is way higher than the Shavuos the year before, this one is definitely way higher. Um, You know, everybody knows our situation is different, and as we've been saying all these weeks, if everybody's in the Rishos HaYachid, in the private domain, going through the upgrade, then it's then the Matan Taira, the giving of the Taira this year, which has to have a corresponding Kabbalah Taira, receiving the Taira, it clearly is going to be of a higher giving, a higher light coming down, and it's really crucial that we be um, deeper vessels for that, obviously. Um, let's just say that not everybody, maybe everybody wants to win the lottery, or many people want to win the mega million lottery. Not everybody's ready for it. And for some people, although they thought they wanted to win it, when they do win it, their life becomes a little bit strange, let's call it that. Not everybody, it's not a positive experience for everybody because they weren't ready for it. They weren't a vessel for it. And uh, as we always say, you know, you pour the expensive red wine on Shabbos over the beautiful white tablecloth, but there's no cup, or somebody moves the cup away at the last second, um, it does cause quite a messy situation, and it requires that there be a cup under there. Let's just say it that way. We need to be cups for this new revelation that's happening, and that's going to happen in a very profound way on, on, um, on Shavuot. Okay. Um, if the recording gets strange because it's windy outside, then I will go indoors. So the piece that is preceded, the receiving of the Torah, is the following, in Parshas Midbar. The Rebbe brings out, this is Tavshin on Aleph, that um, besides that every Yontif has its, every holiday has its particular energy, it's also very much connected to when it comes out. One of the differences between Shabbos and a Yontif is Shabbos always comes out on Shabbos, seventh day of the week. And Yontif will come out, it's according to the moon. So one year it's on a Friday and another year it's on a Tuesday. And it, 
it's always the same time of the month. Shavuos is always the sixth and seventh of the month. Which days those are varies every single year. Which means that every year it's a different energy of Matan Taira based on did it start on Tuesday or on Monday or on Wednesday. And that's really true. It's not just, you know, however the calendar came out. None of that is at all accurate. It is very, very exact, divinely planned in the most profound way. And so the year that this sikha was being said, the Rebbe was saying that year, was commenting on the fact that that year there was Shabbos, and Shavuos started right after Shabbos, Matzah Shabbos. So Shavuos was Sunday and Monday. And that the energy of that year, that was a year, Tavshin Nunalaf, that was the year of the Gulf War. That was the year that the Yalkut, that the, the Rebbe quoted the Yalkut Shimoni, that Mashiach stands on the top of the, on the roof of the base of Migdash and says, Anavim Higizman Gulaskam. That was the year that, according to the Yalkut Shimoni, the world is in running around like crazy chickens like without a head. The king of Aram is, is in a conflict with the king of Edom, etc. There's tremendous world chaos. That was that year, tremendous world chaos leading up to the Gulf War. And the world chaos is very frightening and nobody knows what's going to be. That's what the al Shimoni was saying. And in the midst of all of this, Hashem says, don't, don't be afraid. Yidin, don't be afraid. Everything that I've done, I've done for you. And Mashiach stands on the rooftop of the base of Mizish, meaning outside of Eretz Yisrael. And he declares, and he, he declares, he tells us, the words of Hashem are, listen carefully, he's saying, listen carefully, that Hashem is speaking to us and saying, do not be afraid. Even though the world is in tremendous fear, you, Yidden, do not be afraid, because Hashem says, everything that I've done, I've done for you. For what purpose? Anavim, humble ones, higiyaz mangulatsam. The time of your redemption has come. So these were very powerful words. We heard them all year in that year, and we were told all year the the year was Tafshin Nun Aleph, Erenu Neflas, Teheshnas Erenu Neflas, just as when we came out of Mitzrayim, out of Egypt, you saw wonders, tremendous miracles, the Makais, the, 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 the splitting of the sea, all of that, our enemies were vanquished, plus, 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 plus. The enormous miracles that we saw when we came out of Mitzrayim, that, that the children were born and nursed by rocks, you know, and they had honey and, uh, what was it, honey and oil from a rock, and then those children were left in the fields. They were, they were, the women gave birth to them and had to leave them in the fields, otherwise the babies would have been exterminated. And the babies actually grew up, and when it was time to leave Mitzrayim, the babies came. They were children now, and these children pointed with their finger and said, This is my God, and I will glorify him. So there was a recognition of truth among youth, this very holy generation that had not been brought up in the classical way. So, all of that, and we were promised by, promised in that year by Tyra, 
And the Rebbe told us the miracles that we saw when we came out of Mitzrayim are nothing compared to the miracles that are we, we're going to see now. And that year, Tafshinun Aleph was a very miraculous year with the Gulf War, etc. And how it ended right just before Purim, etc., etc., etc. Massive miracles. So we see that now, and sorry, one more thing, and that year, Shavuos, Matan Tyra, Tyra being the source of everything, came out right after Shabbat, Sunday and Monday. So, now, applying this to our situation now, here we go again. The world is running around like chickens without eggs, we, you know, without heads. We don't know what's going to be. The world is in fear. The world is in consternation. The world is in chaos. You know, we don't have to describe it all. Shem pulled the plug on the world. People don't work. What's it going to be with the economy, etc., etc., etc. We know all this. Same kind of situation. The same principle clearly applies. The same Yalkut Shimoni stands in place. That when we find ourselves at this point in history, then we understand that it may look like chaos, but it's not chaos for us. And, and Hashem says to us, in the midst of the chaos, everything that I'm doing, I'm doing for you. Don't be afraid. The time of your redemption has come. Don't be afraid. So here we go, and we're in the same situation. So the, the um, kvias, the, the st- starting of Shavuot, of Matan Tyra, right after Shabbos, that's not happening this year, but it happened that year, has everything to tell us and to empower us with from Shabbos. Now, that year, Matantara started right after Shabbos. This year, Matantara happens just before Shabbos and right on the dot on Shabbos. So we really have the same, I don't want to call it a lesson, but the, the same hirah there, the same thing to say about Shabbos and Shavuos. So the connection between Shavuos and Shabbos, whether it was then, you know, then, this year on Shabbos, or that year almost 30 years ago, right after Shabbos, everything's exact. And so it says the following, that since everything is exact, it's known that the Shabbos Nitin Tyra, Tyra was given on Shabbos, and the Kula Alma, it says, Chazal say the following, the Kula Alma, the Shabbos Nitna Tyra Yisrael. Everybody agrees that the Tyra was given on Shabbos. Oh, well, here we go. This year, when is the Tyra given to us? On Shabbos. Well, there we go. This is even better than the way it came out that year in Tavshin and Aleph in 1991. Because now, literally, Tyra is being given to us on Shabbos. And interestingly, I do want to say something. First day of Shavuos is Friday, but that's Erev Shabbos. That's all the preparation for Geula, these last seconds we're in, leading up to Geula with all the, the work and the, the difficulty and the struggle and, and the good stuff and the, all that stuff. That's when Tyra is given this year. And then it funnels into, it's an unbelievable Tzviyas, and it's an unbelievable way that Hashem arranged that, that the energies of Torah are brought to us this year. So the second day of Shavuot is literally Shabbos. 
So from the preparation, and we're talking about Geula, from the preparation from for Geula right into Geula. So if that's the case, there's one thing, the other thing that's noteworthy, and that is that um, the Baal Shem Tov very much loved the second day of Shavuos because it was the first 24 hours that Yidden were doing Tarimitzvah. So, the, and what is this second day of Shavuos? It is, it is Shabbos. So, and everyone agrees, the Kula Alma, the Shabbos Nizna Everybody agrees that Shabbos, that the Tyra was given on Shabbos. So, one of the explanations is the following. Maimur Chazal. Mahaya Eilam Chaser Menucha, Bas Shabbos Bas Menucha. Imagine the world. The world is in such a situation that it's missing peace. When is the world missing peace? Three times. First of all, we see Shabbos fixed this, this problem. Bas Shabbos Bas Menucha. There was a time when the world was missing peace. First of all, the world is always missing peace. The world is always missing Menucha. But the first original time that the world was missing Menucha was Sheshit in Every day there's another thing. There are flowers and there are trees and there you, hear the flower, you, hear the, you hear the birds in the background. There are birds and fish and this and that. and A lot of stuff happening for six days of creation. It's very hectic. Very, very hectic. And then Shabbos comes along and brings Menucha. So, wow, it's very hectic here. A lot of interesting sounds it's to bring it out. And it's interesting, in Birchus Amazon on Shabbos, we say, so the day that's all Shabbos, Shabbos is about Menucha. And not only that, that that um, uh, Shabbos is about Menucha and Yom Menucha, Menucha Shalom, Menucha Shlema. So there's something about Menucha, and we want to know, what is it about Shabbos that brings Menucha? So we want to realize that there are three such times in history. First, the first one was Sheshes and Mebrashes, six days of creation. Everything's changing, moving, changing, moving, changing, moving. And there's all this anti-Menucha. Shabbos comes along and brings Menucha. We'll see afterwards, please God, today, hopefully, how it brought Menucha. For one thing, all the activity stopped. Right? You know, everybody, all this stuff is being created, and then it stops. Well, there's Menucha. That's the simplest, that's the first stage of Menucha after all the hecticness. Second stage took two and a half thousand years. Matzen Tyra, 244a. And what was it? That Matan Tyra is that Hashem says, if you don't, if the Yidden don't accept the Tyra, then everything goes back to Tayyuf Avaihu, right? That, um, uh, I'm trying to find it here. Hey, Yisera. Milama, Shehitna, Kaddish Baruchim, Maisa Breshis, Amar Lehem, Im Yisrael, Makabla, Matara, Atem, Miskayim, Im Lav, Anim, Makhdur, Atem, Tayyuf Avaihu. So, Hashem said, when the moment comes to receive the Tyra, and notice, 
before the Torah was received, the world was pretty much crazy for two and a half thousand years. It's not like it was this nice, settled world and, you know, it's just a peaceful world. What do you need Tyra for? Everybody's doing fine. It was a nutso place for two and a half thousand years, 2448. Because every single time before there's going to be Menucha, it gets crazier than crazy. So watch in a second. So the second phase of Menucha was Tyra, Matan Tyra. It says, Hashem said here, the, the Pasuk says, Hashem gave, made a contract with Mysabracious and said, if the, the world will exist, if the Yidden accept the Tyra, the world gets to stay. So far, you guys are on a learner's permit. You get to stay. You know, you see trees and cars and this and that. It's only on a learner's permit. If the Yidden accept the Tyra, you get to stay. If the Yidden don't, you go back to nothingness. You go back to Tyra Bavayu. You know, don't feel too secure. You guys, you know, convince them to receive the Tyra, essentially. And when they accept the Tyra, if they do, then it will create the opposite of Tayuva Vayu. Remember, here we are at the moment. Are the Yidden going to accept the Tyra? If not, God forbid, Tayuva Vayu, total, con- total chaos. If they do, then what? Eretz Yirei Vishketa. A very settled, balanced, grounded world. It's, as it says, Betchila Yireya Vasaif Shketa. It starts off wild, crazy, and in the end, at Matan Taira, it ends up Shketa. So that's the second stage of Menucha, when the Taira is accepted. And then there's a third stage, which is Mashiach, right? That we will receive Taira Chadasha, which this is what we're doing this series about, to, to get ourselves ready for Torah Chadasha, Mashiach, Geula, and before that, the world is crazy. Well, yeah, the world is crazy. It's very chaotic. What's happening? We don't know. It's so crazy. So that's all synced up very well. You know, check, 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 check. Uh, let's see. How do you know when Mashiach is coming? The world is crazy. All right, got that one. Uh, nobody knows what's happening. Okay, got that one. Um, it's really wild and insane. Yeah, okay, got that one. Okay, so you got all your ducks lined up. Looks good, you know, ready for landing. So that's the third stage. And so remember, we want to remember the concept. Bas Shabbos, Bas Menucha. Shabbos came to a chaotic world and brought Menucha. So, okay, we're good for time. So here's the question. How does it bring Menucha? Why does Shabbos bring Menucha? And what do you have to do? Okay, so the Rebbe says the following. Why would Shabbos bring Menucha? Because, now just picture the world before Shabbos. You know, six days of the week, world. You know, real world, you know, you're driving your car, going to Manhattan, looking for a parking spot, you know, all this other stuff. Regular world. This is Gimel in the Sikha, Gimel. The world meets Sad Asma, is created in such a world, way of shinui and snua, change and movement. World, what is the definition of a world? Definition of a world, I don't know. Okay, so what does Tyra say is the definition of a world? I mean, when you think about it, somebody will ask you, what is the definition of a world? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, never thought about it. So Tyra, Tyra doesn't have any problem. Tyra very, very well defines world. World means shinui and snua. 
The world is in, a, is in a posture of constant change and movement. How do you know? Drive down Avenue U of the Americas, if they still have it, this um, big electronic sign that shows you the U.S. national debt, and it's going 25, 26, 27, 28, you get dizzy, you just want to pass the sign really fast, right? It's just constantly changing every single second. They, and they do it on purpose. So some political reason, or to make you feel guilty, I don't know. That's what they want. But you see that... It's the opposite of Manucha. When you look at that sign, you do not feel peaceful. You do not feel peaceful. Right? Somebody, somebody was reading the introduction to Hilchah Shabbos today, and I was like feeling like I wanted to scream, stop, stop, stop. If you do this, then it's bad. And if you, do, you, know, like, and if you don't do this, you're still not Kiddushah. You're not like, ah, stop. So the world has no Manucha. It's Chaser Manucha. That's the definition of world. Ah! Oh, sorry. Oh, I have to always, when I give a shear, have my requisite a bird throw something on me or something falls on me or a squirrel jumps on me. Uh, it's, part of the, it's part of the theatrics. Anybody who learned Shari Yuchid with me a couple of summers ago um, remembers once a day there would be a squirrel trying to get to my smoothie and me suddenly going into hate opposite of Menucha mode. So it's, it's part of the theatrics. So, you know, we plan it. I don't know what just fell on me. So, world means that. No peace. No manucha. L'cholorosh. Why? The changes of the, the whole union of time and space. World means time and space. That is the definition of the world, according to Taurus. Zmanu makam. Time and space. And world means time and space is always changing. There's, you know, let's do time. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. What, what time is it? 921. 921.3. 921.4. 921.5. 921.5. You know, right? No, it's 930. Nine. The ch- time is always moving, changing, moving, changing. Remember when I said the time is always moving, changing? Remember those days? My cousin and I always used to do that. She said, uh, remember when I said, oh, when I, remember when I said, uh, those were the good old days. It's, it's over. Remember when I said it's over? It's over. <laughs> it's always changing. And you feel it in the world. It's just moving, 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 moving. Every day we get younger, you know, or something. It's always changing. So, and together, the definition is, the, the parameter of the world is chiluf v'shinui of avar, of, of, sorry, of time. The, the parameter of time is chiluf v'shinui of avar, haiva, and asid. Excuse me, I forgot to provide a copy. Okay. Um, the definition, the parameter of the world is past, present, future. There's before and there's after. That's time, past, present, future. And all of the creations in the world whose uh, parameter, together, the definition is time. Again, so the definition of the world is time and space. <clears throat> that defines, that, these are the rules of the world. What makes you a world, if you go by the... You're a world if you operate through time and space, okay? Are time and space constant? Oh, no, 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 they are not. Okay, so you know you're a world if you operate through time and space that's always changing. Welcome, good morning, you're a world. That's so great. And so this time and space is un- or under the changes of time. Time is always changing so that it's always in movement. Imagine time and always in movement. We just illustrated it. Remember when I said imagine time always in movement? That's over. 
that sort of gives, gives us a feel for it. Remember when I said that sort of gives us the feel for it? That one's over. It's weird, but when you think about it, never again in all of history will I sit in this chair and say the words I said two seconds ago at the age that I was then. With that particular airplane flying overhead, et cetera, et cetera, plus, plus, plus. It's very uh, awesome <laughs> or weird, however you want to call it. And, so, and then there are all the specific changes of every creation in the womb. Okay. And now let's go into space, all the divisions in place. The Chiluke Dargas of Mailan Mata, all the different levels, different levels of up, down, right, left, turn left. No, I meant right. No, no, turn left, turn left, over there. Recalculating, turn left, turn left. No, 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 go around, turn around. All the differences of time and space that changes from one place to another. You know, I still think that there's a country called Yugoslavia. I bet there's not. <laughs> I once went touring in Yugoslavia. I don't know. I think it's called Albania now. I don't know. What Yugoslavia? Who, you know, dates you? So it's gone. There is no Yugoslavia. You know, what's the point of buying a map? Just throw it out. It's, it's organic. Go on Google Maps, even so. So space is, space is always moving into, it's, there's here, there's there, there's every single, there's this side of the street, there's that side of the street. The Rebel was talking about the idea of porch minyanim and can you have a minion that spans two sides of a street, right? Because it's two, it's two different energies. So that's always changing. Uh, you know, uh, I think I'll move my chair to over there, no, over here. Or to, uh, and the interesting thing you see that in life now, because we're approaching the third level of Manukha, in general, you find people to be moving targets. You can never find them. They're always, which is probably why Hashem had to give everybody a phone, um, which is identified with you rather than your home. Home, home, where's home? I don't know what home is. The, everything's always moving, changing, moving, changing. I mean, the funniest thing kind of is, um, somebody once called me and asked me, could you... Could you bring me this and this and this? And I said, um, aren't you in Florida? I said, no, I'm upstairs. <laughs> oh, when did you get here? Oh, yeah, three in the morning. Okay. Yeah, so I, do you mind bringing me some tea? Okay, sure. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> I really do remember that. I said, how am I going to bring you tea to Florida? No, I'm, I'm really upstairs. Okay. Or you say, one second, I'll be up in a minute. And then they say, no, I'm in Florida. Or I'm on, in Australia. They're like, when did you leave? Oh, yeah, sorry, I left at 3 a.m. <laughs> but that's perfectly normal now. So that is sort of, that is one of the parameters of the opposite of Manuka. There's no settled energy of where are they? I don't know. Who's they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where, where are they? Um, you know, you have breakfast here and lunch there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And plus, if you add that idea that actually, according to signs and uh, according to Rabbi Adam Stein, Al Pitaira, there's no reason why you can't have breakfast. You can't be here in New York one minute 
and somewhere in Melbourne, Australia, another moment. But that's a whole other thing. Plus, plus, you, you know, everybody knows all the stuff that the scientists are working on, time bending and all that stuff. It gets so weird that I, I try to tune it out. But that's the definition of world. So we see that it's only going to get crazier. Not like, you know, it'll, it'll settle down soon. Everybody's going to go live on a moshav, and they're all going to, you know, have a quiet life. It's not going to happen. So how, are we, how is Geula going to be the third stage of Menucha? And, and one other thing to make it even crazier, um, the Sikha is saying, the changes from place to place are connected with the opposite of Menucha, are connected with change and movement. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. You have to move your car to the other side of the street, alternate side of the street parking, right? That stuff. Move your car up. Somebody just moved away. No, move your car back. No, no, no. Uh, 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 that. And why? Why are we always moving from place to place? Here, I'm going to move my chair just to... Here, now I'm going to move my chair back. Okay. That just created two different realities. I think I mentioned once that somebody told me that there was some kind of a movie in which a man, you see a man getting up, getting dressed, ready, this and that, walks out the door, walks to the subway, gets on the train, goes to work, drinks his coffee, sits at his computer, etc. And then they show, and who he saw as he was walking, who passed his, you know, who happened to pass by him, whom he met, he said, oh, hey, how are you doing? And he walked into his office building, etc. And then they show the same scene. I haven't seen it. I don't even know what it was called. He gets up five minutes later, leaves the house five minutes later. And his entire life and everything that is created as a result of that day is completely different. Because he'll see a different person as he was walking into his office at five minutes later, plus, plus. And, um, and so um, his entire life and everything that will come as a result of those encounters and the things that he saw will be entirely different based on a five-minute difference. So that kind of gives us a sense of it, you know, What's the difference if my chair is here or I move it two inches over? Well, this one's in the sun, so then I got a sunburn, so then I didn't get a sunburn. <laughs> the things are, all these things are, like when I say certain things, trees have their reactions and they throw things at me. I'm obviously sitting outside. So, and every place has its special Indian and Hanhaga and conduct. It's true. It wasn't called a culture. A culture. Every place on the porch has its own culture. That means over here in the sun, so the people who have been indoors all, all winter and are feeling chilly, the, the sunny part, the sunny half of the porch, let's say, has a certain culture. Everybody puts their head up and closes their eyes towards the sun. That's the culture of that place. And the shady part is this. And every, every, you know, every, you know, every, every little place has its own thing. And when you go from one to the other on Shabbos, it's, it's tiltal. You're carrying from one. That means you we're acknowledging on Shabbos that from in my home to out of my home, it's tiltal. And it's tiltal even when it's not Shabbos because each place has its culture. Okay, so now if we feel that what we're supposed to feel is like, whoa, I'm exhausted. Good. Now we're going to turn the whole thing around. Oh, one second. That's the next page. Okay, we've got to get this. So what did Shabbos do? Shabbos brought peace. Why? All the movement stopped? Nope. 
because the creation stops. Yes, it stops. But what you felt, it's not because everything stopped moving. But what happened was, Shabbos brought peace, Menucha, Matan Taira brought Menucha, and uh, Geula will bring Menucha, not because it makes everything stop. Although, yes, the world stopped for a time and has been in suspended animation since then. Then why, what is it that it did? It introduces the one piece that explains what's happening. There's a sense of chaos. I do not know what's happening. It's kind of like setting your alarm clock. You always wake up at 7 a.m. One day your alarm clock goes off. You're sleeping in a deep sleep. Your alarm clock goes off. You wake up groggy. You look at your alarm clock and it says 3 p.m. And you have no idea what that means. Because it completely throws off. I'm early. I, I, I've gone through it before. I say, oh no, I'm early. I'm late. It's three o'clock. It's three o'clock. I'm early. I'm late. I'm late. I'm early. I'm early. I don't remember what I'm early or late for, but it's not familiar. And it, you're in total chaos. You know, who am I? Where am I? What city am I in? Is this my house? Wait, wait. This, is, this isn't a familiar room. Where am I? Wait, maybe I'm in Australia. I don't know. Where did I go? It, for a split second. You're in total chaos. So what changes it? That if in all the changes and levels and changes of time and space, we recognize what the purpose of it is, it pulls it all together. It's like the, it's called, it's the Chachma behind the Bina. The Bina is you're seeing all these details of experiencing all these details of life and, and understanding all these details. But what is it all about? And then somebody comes along and gives you the chachma and says, oh, it's this. You know, sometimes you'll be walking down the street and you see a big crowd and you say, what's going on? I always want to know, is this good news or bad news? Why is there a big crowd? Did something happen? And somebody says, oh, no, because, I don't know. Everybody's helping this little boy find his, whatever, little his five cent thing. His what? His shoe. And everybody's there and says, oh, oh, okay. And now I understand the whole thing. Otherwise, it looks scary and very chaotic. People are running around crazy and they're, or whoever, or, or why are there fire trucks? And because, I don't know, somebody's cat ran up the tree and, you know, this is not in New York. They don't do it in New York. But some small, small town America and the police and the fire engines are going up the tree to get down the cat who's scared. Okay. Ah. That's what's happening. See that energy of, ah, I get it. Oh, I get it. So this is, this is, the, this is what brings Menucha. When we recognize the Kavana Acha of Hashem in the whole creation. In the whole creation. I'm going to jump to a paragraph and then I'm going to jump back to this. Let's, let's see how the Rebbe describes it if, it's, if we don't have that. And then we'll go back to understanding what it is. What is it that brings Menucha? Ticha says the following. We see the Pashtus. This is in Gimel. 
in the nature of a person. When a person does not feel the kavana and tachlis, the purpose in his life, when a person does not feel the purpose in his life, when a person does not feel the purpose of his life, he just feels all of the details. What's happening? Where are we going? What's happening? I'm doing this. I have to go there. I have an appointment. I have, I, uh, uh, uh. When he feels all that, he's in the he's in the vortex. But he doesn't know what, why he's in a vortex. What's it all about? He cannot be with a true menucha and his yashvah. His yashvah, I guess, means being settled. He cannot be grounded or in menucha. Why not? Because he cannot feel a true grounded menucha if he's not, if he doesn't feel the true purpose of his life. We're going to say in a minute what the true purpose is. But why can't he? Why can't you feel the true purpose of your life when you don't understand? When you don't know the, the, why can't you feel grounded and at peace when you don't experience the true purpose of your life? Why not? And here's the answer: Varum because all the changes in time and space, when and all the details of details of details of details, of his life. Um, then all the billions of details of his life, which is what he's involved in, will create, watch these words, a shtendik umru. This is Yiddish. A constant, how do you say umru? Lack of peace. His being involved simply in the details without the unifying understanding of the purpose of it will put him in a constant mode of lack of peace. Umru, no peace. What, and what will it do? The spouting Fananda. It will rip him to shreds. It will cut him in half. It'll spout him Fananda. It'll just split him open. That, that means a person will always, by definition, feel when he's in all the details of the world without understanding his purpose, he will feel that he is always in, he's always, what's the word? Duplicity, he's always scattered. He's always going to be scattered. Not Scattered is a nice word. He'll just be kind of ripped apart. These are strong words. He will be ripped apart. If he simply lives a normal life, he'll be all over the place. He will cannot be grounded or unified. He cannot have menucha. Period. Why not? Why not? The world was designed to do that to him. The world was designed to be a place of such constant movement and change. And what was considered movement and change, you know, 3,000 years ago, is a joke compared to now. Now it's every second you have to put the next better photo on Instagram to surpass the other person, plus, plus, etc., etc., etc. You know, somebody moves in front, you have to move in front of them, move in front of them, and what's the next post and the next post and the next post. Here's a picture of my pancakes as I'm making them, but that's not enough. Now I have to post a picture of my pancakes as they're going onto the plate and a video. 
And and now I have to say a little thing, but I love pancakes and I, you know, yada da 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 da. This world of constant movement and constant change and constant, you know, one of my children was once in a yeshiva where they also taught computers. So I asked the teacher, this was 10 years ago, so I asked the teacher, what should he specialize in, in computers, you know, so that he can have some kind of a, a parnasa. And the teacher said, no way to know. It's going to change so many times by the time he graduates that there's no way to know. There, you can't answer that question. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so what are you supposed to do? How do you plan for a future? Oh, you don't anymore. Okay. That doesn't feel severely grounding. That's the, I would say everything's changing. Even the, <laughs> you know, um, you know, why buy, remember, you know, anybody have in their basement um, cassettes with classes on them? I and mean, what do you do with them? You know, I don't know. <clears throat> you can't do anything with it. Anybody have CDs? CDs, what's that? CD. Right? So, etc. So, that world of constant change and constant movement, which becomes faster and faster, exponential. Exponential. Rabbi Asher Hech. Asher, Asher Chris said, and again, he, did, he said, if you analyze the amount of information that had been revealed in the world, I think, until the year 2000 was two hexabytes. And since 2000, it's one extra hexabyte. It took, took 5,000 years to come up with two hexabytes of information revealed in the world. And then it took 20 years to come up with one more hexabyte. And then he said, and we're up to now Every week, it's another hexabyte. And pretty soon, it's going to be every 10 minutes is another hexabyte, something like that. So that's the exponential movement makes you want to take a lot of naps because it rips to shreds. So what do we need to do? What we need to do is, well, let's go back. Reveal the kavana of Hashem Echad. We have to reveal, we have to figure out what we're doing here? Why am I here? Why am I doing all this? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I tell my family, when I say, I don't know, I don't know twice, you know, I'm sort of medium shape. But when I have those days, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> That's a day. <laughs> so what is my purpose? What is anybody's purpose? Not my purpose because I decided I'm going to be religious. It's everybody's purpose. Just some people accept it and some people don't. Our purpose is Anini Vresi, Lishamisha's Kaini. I was created to serve my maker. Okay. And therefore, so what's the purpose of everything? The Kavana and Tach was the purpose, which is in all the details of the details of the details, which is Hashem Echad. God is one. I'm here to sync up with him, his master plan. He has a he has an he he is the most tech savvy of anybody. He creates all the programs, he creates all the tech stuff, he, he creates all the changes, he does all that stuff. He knows what he's doing. I mean, besides which he's, you know, the brilliant scientist, so to speak, I'm being facetious. He knows how to run the programs and he does a perfect job. Right there, I, oh, you mean the one who's making all of this happen knows what he's doing. Well, how do you know he can be trusted? 
Well, that's why we learn Torah. And we get to realize, oh, he can be trusted. You think he really knows what he's doing? I have news for you. He's the only one who knows what he's doing. You know, I think I, I often tell the story. We had a certain orthodontist, Shalom, and he would say, you know, I went to this lecture and they... The rabbi spoke about how the tzaddik of the generation is the loneliest person in the generation because he has no peers. Nobody understands understands him. He's the tzaddik of the generation. I said, if you don't mind my saying so, doctor, he's the only person in the generation who's not lonely. Because he's the only one who's really in a real union with God, with Hashem. He's the only one who's not lonely. So I think, you know, we want to reframe it. So... If so, what's the purpose of everything? I'm here to serve God. Mm. Does he know what he's doing? Billion percent. Does he have a good plan? Impeccable. I can trust him more than you can trust yourself. What was it when they had a, a they, with Simcha uh, in Montreal? I forget. Oh, a number of years ago. Um, okay, forget. Anyway, they asked him. You know, it was a whole interview about Mashiach. And they asked him, um, do you believe in, and it was on TV, this interview. They said, do you believe in Mashiach? Do you believe Mashiach's coming? He said, I sure do, more than I believe in TV. Because <laughs> TV is from the world of multiplicity, of insanity, of and Mashiach is from the world of stability. It's one, 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 in a union with Hashem. So when we recognize, only when we recognize the kavan and tachlis, the purpose that is in every single detail, then it brings us menucha, which is higher than, the menucha that it brings us is higher than all the changes of time and space. So we think that there's nothing more powerful than all the change. You know, look at technology. It's so powerful, you can't fight City Hall. There's nothing more powerful. We feel like, there's nothing more ferocious than all the changes of technology. Says Tyra, yeah, there's one thing more ferocious. What's that? The purpose of all creation. God himself. And the purpose of it, Hashem Echad. And B'meila, when we do it, it brings us Menucha, which is higher than all of the changes of time and space, of the details of a person's life. And, it, and, and automatically brings a person to wholeness, shlemus. As we see, that a person is more bishlemus, more whole, when he has menucha, menucha senefesh and menucha sagu. So, and it brings to menucha, not only in the person himself, but in all the things that he does in the world, all the craziness, all the time and space changes and all the, you know, Faceless and face unlifts and you know, <laughs> etc. All the things that are in the world that are the U.S. national debt moving, changing. It brings more wholeness to that. Everything is done with more completeness, with more hatslacha success when it's done with menucha, and it brings menucha to the entire world. That, it brings Manukha to the entire world. So, what is the key here? Recognizing the Kavana of Hashem Achad. In all the details. 
this is higher, this, this kavana, this purpose in all the details of the world is higher than the energy of all the changes. And that's what brings Manuka into the world. Um, now, what does that have to do with Shabbos? Shabbos is a day of Manuka. It's a day that's not part of the world. It's not really part of the world. It's not one of the six days of the world. It's, 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 a, different, it's a different domain. It's a different frequency. We're waiting for the noisy world to oh, bring, take, bring money from one place to another. Good for them. Trying to hold on to the last money that's left. So Shabbos is a day that's on a different frequency from the world. It's not part of the world. It's not part of the da 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 That's why, you know, many people, when they cook for Shabbos, they make every week the same soup, fish, chicken, kugel, every single week. Experiencing kind of the constancy, constancy you don't have to, but you can have different things every week. Constancy of that groundedness of Shabbos, which is a frequency that doesn't belong to the world. It's just a different place. That's in time. It's an aliyah. It's an elevation higher than time. And that's why after Shabbos we begin to count time. Um, it's a, it's, Shabbos is an island in a week that's not really part of the week. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you drive here from Canada, so you're, you're not, I don't know if it's really true, you don't have to worry about the parking regulations because you have a Canadian license plate. Maybe. <laughs> you know, but I'm not from here. You know, police and stuff like, ma'am, you can't park over there. Oh, no, I'm not from here. <laughs> you're from a different place. Oh, yeah, in Canada, we just, we do it differently. So, it's a, Shabbos is that place of Manuka that is not part of the time and space. And so is Matan Taira. Matan Taira is a different frequency. Those moments of Matan Taira, we were not in the world. On Shabbos, we are not in the world. We're in a private domain, in a private union with God. And that's why if I'm reading a book in my private domain on Shabbos, can't just take it out into the street. It's two different frequencies. It's just it's 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 like trying to pay trying to pay at a at a Brooklyn store with pesos. <laughs> you know, like they say, Okay, ma'am, that'll be um four hundred and twenty five dollars for that laptop and you start bringing out, you know, a whole bunch of pesos. Like it's not gonna work. It's so Shabbos is that it's a different frequency. The stuff from the street doesn't get in, and it doesn't it, it, it doesn't work. The two don't go together. Matantire is even more so. The purpose for which the world was created is right there in Matantire. The frequency of not the details, but rather the purpose. Matantire is not about the details. It is also do this and don't do that. But essentially, it's about the purpose. When you tune into the frequency of the purpose of everything, you just stepped into a place of manucha. And when this is done in the whole creation, and experience when you experience the purpose of any detail, 
oh, I can't believe it. My computer just went down. It went up. It went up. This, I have to reboot my all that stuff. When I experience, wait a minute. I can't believe it. Oh, my computer. I was in the middle of this, and now I have to reboot. Wait a minute. Who decided that? If it was a random mistake of this insane computer system, or plus plus, it's an, you go crazy. But if I recognize, wait a minute, why did my computer shut down right now? God wants it to. Why? He has a master plan. Okay? Is his master plan good or bad? It's good. Why does it feel bad? That's another, that's another, that's another question. But you sure he knows what he's doing? Positive. Okay, what will it do for me if I recognize that he's running every detail? It will start to give me a sense of peace. If I trust him and I believe him and I know that he knows what he's doing. He certainly knows what he's doing a lot better than me. So we start to feel in the entire world, in every detail of the world, in every place, and in every moment, we start to feel manucha in the world. <clears throat> Through this condition, remember we said, Kitna Kaddish Baruch Hu Maisebreshes, In Hashem made a condition. If you accept the Taira, you will exist. Otherwise you go back to Taihu Vavayu. So now watch this. This is not only, remember once upon a time in the year 2448, and that was a condition. It's happening every single second. Hashem says, at this moment, if you accept the, the unity of Tyra, the kavana of Tyra, the depth of Tyra, and you make it, you, you step into that space of it being your guiding truth and light, then you, then you can live in a place of peace. If you don't, your life at this point will be total chaos. Tayu vavayu. Hashem said to the trees, if they didn't accept the Tyra, you're good. You get to exist. If not, you go back to Tayu Vavayu. We now realize what it feels like to live in Tayu Vavayu, in total chaos. Our lives before COVID-19 were Tayu Vavayu. Some people would say it made it even more Tayu Vavayu, you know, total chaos. But the whole thing is for one purpose. And the purpose is to focus. We're waiting for the truck to... That's five. The whole purpose is Hashem Echad, to, to be, that we can be in a space of Menucha only when we experience the purpose of all of life and the purpose of every detail. We are here to reveal the truth that Hashem, God is one, and He is running the world, and we are part of the master plan. And there are no details that are by mistake. Everything is planned intricately and perfectly for me at this moment for exactly where I need to get to at any given second. Nothing is random. There are no mistakes. Whom I saw as I walked out my front door, which bird happened to deposit whatever it deposited on my jacket was not random. Everything is exact. Then it takes me out of that random energy of random chaos and craziness 
oh, why did I step there now? Oh, I had a white jacket, perfect jacket. Now the bird decided it needed my jacket to drop its stuff on. No mistakes. And again, if this were a technique, God forbid, then we would say, okay, I don't know. Your thing is not my thing. It's not a technique. It's true. It's not just that it's a, a technique to give us peace, but Tyra is telling us only at this point, by living in peace, by living in truth, can we have any peace whatsoever? At the beginning of creation, okay, you could get along to manage. You want to live in some chaos or do you want to live in peace? Uh, chaos is kind of a little interesting. It's sort of fun. And then we came closer to Matan Tyra. You know, okay, fine. Now when we come to the third stage of Bas, Shabbos, Bas, Menucha, Shabbos comes in and introduces Menucha, the choices become very, you know, polarized. We can stay in chaos or we can step into peace. The godly space with the godly purpose of godly unity is the only space that offers peace or true peace. And everything else becomes crazier and crazier and crazier. To the extent that as we step into Mashiach's times, God sees fit to pull the plug on the world, on the chaotic world, just pull the plug and give us some downtime before we go, and then enable us to slowly upgrade before we move into the time Yom Shakula Menucha, the the time of eternal Menucha, of eternal peace. So to sum it all up, this is the amazing divine providence that, sorry, one more thing, from this we come to peace in all the details of time and space, just like as it is with Shabbos, that when we are busy with a detail of a detail, like uh, peeling the potato, a particular potato, okay, that's pretty peaceful. But when we're, you know, you know, when we're in a particular moment of intense chaos, we can be in Menucha, and we can do every detail with Menucha, and therefore, everything is done in a way of wholeness. So, the fact that this year, the first day of Shavuot is preparing for Shabbos, and we see that's the era we're in now. We feel it. We're preparing. We're preparing for Geula. We can feel it with all the craziness. And the second day is here. We go. See, here's the siren. Perfect. And the second day is the day of eternal peace, Shabbos. So all of the, everything we're learning in this Sikha is actually about to happen in real time in about 10 days from now. And we're the players in this play. It isn't, it isn't a movie that we watch and with popcorn or without popcorn. This is, you know, I just bought my popcorn and I got my Coca-Cola and I'm about to sit in my seat and watch the movie, have a fun time watching the movie called The Unfolding of the Geula. And then all of a sudden the lights come on and, you know, I have popcorn all sold all over. And they say, excuse me, ma'am. Yeah, and they say, please come up on stage and step into the screen. I'm like, what? I was going to sit and watch. <laughs> I was going to sit and watch the movie. They say, no, no, no. And one by one, everybody is, they said, bring your popcorn with you. And everybody, one by one, steps into the movie screen 
and melts into it and becomes a player. And the whole movie then becomes designed. They say, there is no movie. There is no movie. So why did I pay $12? You are the movie. And they're like, give me back my money. <laughs> well, they said, we gave you a discount on your popcorn. So <laughs> it came out of the popcorn. And they say, everybody is invited to step out of the audience. No more, there's no audience because we actually didn't make a movie. You will become the movie. Everybody, please step on the stage. Just stand, put your hand on the screen, and you will melt into it, and you will all become the movie and create the movie. So that's what we're doing now, and we understand. That's why we need to be upgraded for Shavuot. And this Kabbalah satire, we're asking Hashem, please, may this be the final move to Geula with infinite life, the end of struggle and sorrow and all of that and step into a, a time and a place of eternal peace and goodness and nourishing and nurturing and love and warmth and all those good things and may it be immediately now.